be a billionaire so freaking bad by all of the things I never had. Welcome to episode seven of the Celebrity Net Worth Podcast. Uh, today I am joined by a very special guest named Corey Jones. Corey Jones is the long title, so I had to write it down. Senior Vice President of Digital Content and Digital Media for Playboy. Corey, are you there? I am here. Corey, thanks for joining us. Of course. Anytime. Yeah, so Corey and I, for the listeners, have been friends for a little while now. Corey used to uh, run Maxim.com. Then he created a site called HolyTaco.com. That's where he and I met. And then um, you also created a site called Mandatory. And then from there, made the jump just very recently to Playboy. Is that right? That's right. You've got my timeline down. Perfect. So tell us, I'm just, I really wanted to talk to you because I, I, you know, I think your job is fascinating. I think people out there would be really interested into knowing what, what, more about what it's like to work at a company that everyone kind of admires and everyone knows a lot about. What's it like on the ground? Like, for example, when I was in college, I was obsessed with Comedy Central and then I got a job there for a summer, like unpaid internship. And at some point it's like, it's really exciting and you see like funny people going in and out of the office and your job is hilarious for a week and then it just becomes kind of a, a job, you know, and I, I think it's still a really cool job, but um, I think it's kind of interesting to talk to people like kind of behind the scenes. Um, so t- tell us like about uh, just real br- briefly what your job is at Playboy and how long you've been doing it and anything, you, anything like that. So I started here about uh, five months ago um, and Basically, my job was to relaunch Playboy.com. Um, the company licensed it out to a company called Manwin uh, for a couple years, and they had sort of focused on sort of the more adult aspect of the brand. And I was going to relaunch it as a premium men's lifestyle entertainment humor destination. And I've been there for four months. We've been live for two and a, just over two months. And so far, it's been going good. So my job is to basically run the editorial of Playboy.com. That's cool. We totally changed it. It's brand new. Uh, And so I oversee, like, video and edits and all that fun stuff. So I think what's really interesting about Playboy as a brand is it's it's kind of the stuff you were talking about with um, what it used to be when, when it was Manwin and then what you're, what, how, how much different it is now, because previously there was adult content on Playboy.com. Is that correct? Um, it, or was, no? it was technically, like, it was a real fine line. Okay. It was technically, I believe, safe for work, but it was, it was like, it was trying to get you to um, sign up for the full adult content. Right. And now Playboy.com is completely safe for work. Completely safe for work. It's the same as, uh, you know, we have a girl section, but there's there's non-nude. Yeah. And I think, again, like, why Playboy has lasted this long and has been such an interesting brand is because even going back to the very origin of the company, it wasn't just nudity. Because, you know, there, you couldn't just last if it was like, if it was like, oh, you know, you know, boobs. Because... I think people would get over that. And the reason I think Playboy has lasted this far and is still so relevant is because it's where really serious 
writers have have done exposés and and people like um like who are some of the people who we were we were recently talking about who have written like, or still write at Playboy. Nabokov and Updike. I mean there's the list goes yeah. on and on and on of like the, the the giants, the literary giants who have written for the magazine. I mean it's been like Hugh Hefner was a sort of an incredible visionary. You know, because sometimes some people are just like, oh, yeah, it's just boobs. But it's it's way more than that, exactly what you said. It's just a history of – I mean, that, that brand has so much weight. Right. Um, and what's kind of interesting is I think it was so exciting to take this job because the opportunity here was this, – this brand is kind of tailor-made for the Internet. It's Absolutely. Because it has – like we have – if you think about other, other sort of quote-unquote men's sites – they kind of do one thing well, whether it's fashion, whether it's funny photos, whether it's girls, whether it's lowbrow stuff. We can kind of play in all of those fields with a bit of authority. Whether it's you know we can have the we can have humor because humor has been a part of the magazine's DNA since the beginning. They've had you know the cartoons and all that sort of stuff as well as the the highbrow writers. So we can we can also talk about style because you think of the Playboy guy, he's you know, somewhat dapper and a little elevated and educated. So we can do the funny stuff. We can do the style. We can do serious long-form things. And so I felt like this site has a chance to mean something and have a sort of conversation on a ton of different topics. Like if you look at the world through the Playboy prism, you, we can talk about anything we want, and there's few brands who can do that. Yeah, and I think another interesting thing about your specific job opportunity and when you took it why I think it was so interesting is that and um, I don't know how much of this you can talk about it's like just like the concept of you kind of start you're kind of almost you're almost starting you have opportunity to kind of start from scratch because it was a completely different website it may be like how long ago on August 19th it was totally different we did a soft launch on August 20th um, and totally changed it yeah I mean it was yeah it's night and day really and like adding a completely new editorial theory to the site and and with humorous articles and but what's really interesting to me about that is you're starting from scratch with something that people already know so if you pull it off you've got that brand equity behind you that will roar into place like whenever it, you hit, hit that tipping point yeah we've got sort of a, a built-in launching pad which is kind of which was also really exciting about the the this new site because we've got like 16 million Facebook fans and you know almost a million Twitter followers and wow. already and so wow. we just sort of put cool stuff in front of their eyes and and sort of get them excited about the about the brand and it in what you were talking about before it's kind of interesting because I I kind of like we work with the magazine guys all the time the magazine uh, staff mm-hmm. but I it's we kind of feel like a little bit of a startup in the yeah. midst of this brand that's like 60 years old and it's been around, you know, there's so much that's, that comes with it, but we're kind of this new little go get them, you know, like team of people who are just trying to sort of change the way that this online thing has been, has been viewed for a while and, and give it this whole new evolution. And is there a direct relationship between the magazine and the website? Like if there's a really good article about like, um, like when that Gary Oldman stuff happened, um, 
Like, yeah. so for those who don't know, like Gary Oldman said some like some controversial stuff in the magazine when that happened. If you had if you had gone to the website, could you have seen that article? Yes, like that that happened sadly before we took over. Oh, okay. That was, a, that, was a, that would have been a traffic monster. Yep. Um, and it was. I mean, it was everywhere. He went on like Jimmy Kimmel and was apologizing for it and all that stuff. But yeah, what did he uh, say again? Do you remember? He said he just sort of said a bunch of stuff about sort of cutting Mel Gibson slack and and that sort of thing and sort of people taking themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mel think, Gibson, who I met this weekend, by the way, I saw that. You were, <laughs> that <was> some, <laughs> I, I had no context to those. I didn't know where you were at the time, or I didn't know what you were at. And it was just like all of a sudden, a photo of you and Mel Gibson pops up on Facebook, and it was, <laughs> it was yeah. Awesome. And and like side story about Mel Gibson, and like you see him, people like like to joke that he's crazy, and I don't know him personally. Um, but like there was a whole South Park episode about him where they <laughs> called him totally insane. Yeah. And what I will say is that like he, uh, he, he's definitely got like crazy eyes. Like, you know, he could like, when I, when I went up to introduce myself, he was like a little standoffish for like a split second and he kind of like licked me with crazy eyes. And then he kind of got like a little more friendly, took a photo. And then as I walked away, he shook my hand and like smiled. But then like, as his head turned away from him, just like smiling and being like, goodbye, you could see like at any point he could like recoil and just explode with like just something crazy. <laughs> Like Mert, like what was he? Mer, he was Murtaugh or Riggs. He was Riggs. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was Riggs. He was I feel like Riggs was very close to reality. Yeah. Like just willing to jump into a, a burning building and like not think anything of it for sure. He wasn't acting. No. So that was a side story. Anyways, Gary Oldman said some some stuff about sympathizing with him, and then that. And that was yeah. in the magazine. Yeah, yeah. And so that actually did appear on Playboy.com. And, like, we, we post a lot of the stuff from the magazine, like the Joaquin Phoenix um, interview that just came out and this new issue um, was up on, on Playboy.com. And we work with them a lot. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff that, that they can do. And then so if they're going out on a, uh, you know, doing an, an article, we can help send uh, a video crew out there to sort of get a more a video component to some a very large article that they're doing or even small ones too that's cool so i have to ask a couple very basic playboy fan questions um number one have you been to the mansion i've been to the mansion what's it like mansion so i've been to the mansion one two three like about four or five times for work or are these for a fun event like you don't work at the mansion right no i do not i work in beverly hills uh just off Santa Monica. Um, the mansion is in Beverly Hills, but on the other side of the hill. Uh, so I've been to a couple parties, which are Ooh. really super fun. And one of those like things that I, it's sort of like checking off a bucket list sort of thing, like going to a, I've been to the at a Halloween party, which is about what you would, uh, what, you, <laughs> what, you would envision, <laughs> what your 15 year old self would envision. Uh, like, and and the Midsummer Night's Dream Party, which is basically, uh, it's lingerie for oh. women are wearing nothing but lingerie if they're wearing anything at all. Like some of them are just wearing paint. So oh my god! Like, very awesome. And then the guys are just wearing pajamas, and a lot of guys just dress up as a version of Hugh Hefner. But you're just walking around, and it's like they set it up in a way that's really over the top. There's just like lights everywhere, and it's crazy, and there's just 
I mean, there's so many women there that you you are all just you're just your brain just starts buzzing and you can't like <laughs> understand English and <laughs> it's almost too much to take in the first time you do it. Like the second party I went to, I was like, okay, I knew it, I was a little more prepared. Um, but it's like it's crazy. I mean, it's like the places like the the grounds are gorgeous and there's like you know there's a little zoo area with monkeys and birds and stuff and the pool is beautiful and you, the grotto is the grotto and you know there's, there's so much history there but it's just it's crazy you're just like when sometimes you just have to take a step back and you're like oh i'm at the mansion i'm at so the cool. playboy mansion and i'm at work this is kind of that's so cool kind of nuts well i mean do you have to sort of like or do you have to behave yourself i mean you have to behave yourself but like what does that mean like i mean your job is so different than someone who's like you know, works for a bank and goes to a Christmas party, and there's clear do's and do not do's. At if you were go to work at a bank and go to a Christmas party, like it's very inappropriate to, I don't know, dress too casually. Whereas right. you're at work at the Playboy Mansion, surrounded by girls in lingerie. Like, what are what, what do you still feel a a pretty big sense of like professionalism and like you need to uh, keep a certain decorum. Yeah, I, it helps that I'm a little older now. Than yeah. I, if this was my first or second job, I don't know what I, <laughs> I don't know right. what like twenty five year old me would be doing. Yeah. But me now, I I've got a little bit more perspective. But what's awesome was the so there was a there was a pre party at at the office for the Midsummer Night's Dream where the women were dressed in in lingerie. And so I showed up and there's a, all these people I work with, and all the women are dressed in very awesome <laughs> and it was just sort of a double take and it was like oh yeah that's i will see you in getting coffee in <laughs> on monday and right now you're wearing you know thigh highs and straps and the whole thing and it's like this is uh this is amazing this did is you have like a big important meeting in the conference room and like yell at a girl in lingerie that her spreadsheet wasn't accurate yes, exactly exactly <laughs> Well, so like, what do, I mean? What is the actual um, like? What is the actual office like? I mean, is it a pretty normal office, or are there like hot women walking around on a normal day? It's pretty, for the most part, it's pretty normal. Like, there's cubes and offices and um, conference rooms. There's there's art everywhere. Of you, there's there's sort of naked. There's elevated naked art in a lot of places. Like the very first issue of Playboy had Marilyn Monroe in there, so there's there's Marilyn stuff around, and there's there are also like really cool black and white images of um, Hugh Hefner doing the show called Playboy After Dark with like Sammy Davis Jr. and just there's stuff there's this really really cool history there that I didn't know about even before I I, I took the job there. Um, but then, so you'll be in this sort of normal work environment, and then all of a sudden, a playmate will walk by. <laughs> you know, <and> it's, <laughs> so there's like a reminders. You can't get too like bored, you know, even though there's yeah. cubicles and everything, because all of a sudden, then there's like three beautiful women will just stroll by, and you'll have to talk to them, and you know, you. you <laughs> Sometimes. But they're not there to like get work done. They're, are they there as like they're like there as like a model to like be like interviewed and go go to a photo shoot? Like they're not like your. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying there's no attractive women who work work at Playboy, but the women that you're talking about are are they there for 
like? So we do a lot of work with the playmates, and I think I okay. think I, I want to do a lot of fun things with them and make them. I bet like you do. Three-dimensional. I wouldn't mind. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and do like you know like do like we had them you know Dumb and Dumber Two is coming out, so we had them give us their most annoying sounds in the world and like do fun fun things with them, give them a sense of humor and show that sense of humor and that sort of stuff. So they come in and they'll do some work with us. We'll do a quick video or do some, even just if it's audio or whatever, photo shoots and that sort of thing. So we'll, we'll, we'll be working with them. And then it's, it's like, it's better than working with your insurance insurance agent or whatever, if you're working at a bank and it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little spice to the day. Right. I mean, so I don't see Playboy Playmates ever when I'm blogging from, my apartment right or my parents house where i am right now in their living room anyway early what's that it's still early maybe one will show up yeah yeah i mean i keep i keep hoping but it just hasn't happened yet um so so what are like big goals of playboy.com um over the next i don't know short term and long term so short term is you know we're we're still like we're just two months old so it's like let's just get let's just get ourselves a well-oiled, become a well-oiled machine as we, as we create, because we're creating uh, probably 25, 30 pieces of content a day. We're trying to plan out the bigger stuff too. Like so short term, it's like, let's just get ourselves going. Like we've, we've had a great, great start. I couldn't really be happier with the way it's come out, um, with the way it's been received and the way it's, the traffic has been fantastic. Um, but long term, I mean, we have an opportunity to like, I just want to create I want to I want to make the best website in the world, to be honest, and I think we can do that. That, and no one else can. The second best it's, website, excuse me. Right. Second I'm best. Sorry. Right. Yeah. One A. One A. Star asterisk. Numero uno. Celebrity net worth, of course. Correct. Correct. Um, one A. Sorry, I cut you off. I tend to do that on this. I've been people have complained that I cut people have give, given me two pieces of feedback that I that I that I cut people off too often and that I. I, I say that's awesome a lot. So I say that's awesome all the time. I, I know like four <laughs> words. I know <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like that's, so tonight I probably said that's cool a couple of times because I'm trying so hard not to say that's awesome. <laughs> but anyways, um, what is it? Ta- who's telling you you're cutting people off? Who's complaining? Like people literally wrote me emails and said, "I like the po- podcast. I'm really glad you're doing it. But will you please?" One guy was like, "Will you please stop?" effing cutting people off and so i'm like and that i don't know it's it's so hard to like you read one email and this has always been true with anything i've ever done like you read one email and like just you could read a hundred things that are like oh great this really was i got i love this i enjoyed this and then if one person is like um you say you say awesome too many you say amazing in every article 10 times then like i won't use the word amazing for like six months right and then you'll just go back to awesome. It's just a flip-flop yeah. from amazing to awesome. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyways, that's awesome. Um, let's get back to <laughs> what were you saying about how do you – so how do you become the best site on the Internet? Well, I think we just – so the, the from the, the time that I've met you, right, when we launched Holy Taco, mm-hmm. um, which I have to say launching your own website is the way to learn about making websites because – I was at Maxim.com for like four years before doing that. And to be honest, I didn't really learn much because I didn't care. You know, I was just like at a job doing whatever. 
when Justin and I launched Holy Taco, it was like, okay, this is ours. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to do to make this different, make it cool? We can't just post, oh, here's the five things to watch on TV tonight, and mm-hmm. this is a cool shaving cream. Mm-hmm. So what we learned early was let's make things that we like. Like if we like them, then there's a chance that other people will like them, and that's how we built the brand and and or, you know, whatever whatever brand holytaco.com became. Well, yeah, so, well, I know, but I mean, there was a time, there was a brief, brief sliver of history where Holy Taco was one of the biggest up-and-coming sites on the Internet. Like, when Dig was huge, Holy Taco was the biggest site on Dig, and this was before BuzzFeed existed, and there was, I mean, I still think to this day that, um, I, I I think that Holy Taco was without us even knowing, and maybe we couldn't have done it, but we were in the position to have turned Holy Taco into something much much larger. Um, yeah, but then I mean, powers was, that be took it a different direction. But it, it was it was fun, and it was a blast too, because Justin was cool, and it, we got along, and became you know as you, you're friends with him too, and yep, like it was it was super fun to to do this and watch it grow and just build it from nothing. So, but long story short is like create stuff that you like, create stuff that like you want to send to a friend. Don't do the same stuff that everyone else is doing um, because no one cares. It's like, you got to break through the white noise of the internet is what I always say, but it's, mm-hmm. it sounds kind of marketing y, but it's super true because there's a billion websites out there who yep. are all covering the same thing, whether it's Kim Kardashian's ass or, mm-hmm. Syria, whatever. It's just like, how do you make it interesting enough for someone to be like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to share this with my friends. And so that's the sort of the mantra that I brought to mandatory and now here. And I think we can do that with everything, whether it's galleries or infographics or long form articles or video. I think if you take that, that mindset, you'll be on your way. That's, and that's, I think, the way we do it. And are you getting pretty good support from the powers that be at Playboy? Like, who, by the way, who, who are the powers that be at Playboy right now? Is it Hugh Hefner? Are you, like, sending emails to Hugh Hefner every day and saying, like, hey, this is what we're doing today, or is it some no. other random person? No, I don't really, I don't really converse with Hugh. Okay. Um, my boss is a guy named Jimmy Jelinek, who's the chief content officer. He oversees the, the magazine. Hugh Hefner is still the editorial, or editor-in-chief of, of the magazine, but um, I got tons. I got great support. Like they're very excited about what we're doing digitally and how we're creating, you know, this website. This, this in just these first couple of months, we've had some some good success, and and it sort of helped everyone like really rally behind it and get excited about what we can do and the, the potential of this whole thing too. Yeah, I think that's something that I uh, I you put your finger on something that's really important. Um, uh, in generally, in generally speaking, in terms of like motivating a crowd of people, nothing motivates a crowd of people more than a win. Like if you have, if you're in like a team environment, and if you see somebody else on the team do something and it and it does well, it brings a whole crowd around it. Like I remember, um, I remember being at the company that I used to work at, and like one of the frustrating things was like that we would go these long, long periods without any sort of thing to jump behind and and like that's a demotivational like even if it's something simple as like our app is like the top 20 app in some category like people can get excited about that and that makes 
their job that much more interesting. Yeah, and we actually had one of those at the very beginning when we relaunched. We did a uh, infographic of of should you catcall her, um, mm-hmm. and it totally blew up. I mean, it was like great. It was like in the first two weeks of the relaunch, and it just got everywhere. And I was doing interviews about it because everyone was calling us feminist. Like uh, we have this new feminist slant, and. You know, the whole time I was like, hey, there's been feminist writers who've been writing for Playboy since the beginning of the magazine, and, and this catcall piece, there was an infographic of, like, should you catcall her? And it was really like, no, you never should. Like, stop yelling at women on the street. Like, that's not it's not going right. to get laid at the end of the day. So I saw totally. it more as, like, just don't do that. And so we got – just sort of got called feminist a lot, and it was really brought a lot of attention to the relaunch and – it brought sort of attention to the brand, especially digitally, and it was it was a fun, interesting visual piece, which, as you know, do pretty well uh, from time to time on the old internet. So yeah. it was it was uh, it was good. It was good. and that I think everyone was like, "Oh wow, this is totally different, and cool, and interesting, and fun, and it's resonating." So let's it got got that it was that win that everyone got behind. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, I just said it. I just said that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but it was awesome. It was awesome, though. It's like a perfect sentence to say. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, I think everyone knows at this point that they can check out Playboy.com if they want to see everything you're working on. Um, they should also like you guys on Facebook, assuming you guys are Facebook.com slash Playboy. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk tell people to check out? Uh, there's this one website. It's it's pretty small. No one's heard about it, but it's called Celebrity Net Worth. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's uh, yeah. There's this like yeah. just kind of douchebag who runs it. But, Huge um, douchebag. He's okay. Yeah. Actually, on that note, we uh, I have a tiny little anecdote. We um, we now own. I I spent like months trying to get at Celebrity Net Worth on Instagram because somebody else had it. And uh, it was really frustrating, to be completely honest. Like, I'll go into more details later. I'm still trying to, like, I don't know what I should and should not say. But anyways, long story short, um, we had been at Celeb Net Worth. We now are at Celebrity Net Worth. And uh, I'm going to try to update it, like, a couple times a day because why not? <laughs> so yeah. that's fun. Do it. Just yeah. take photos of you eating eating food. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take – it's going to be, like, every day at Starbucks and – you know, me on the treadmill. Neither of those things I'll actually actually do. But anyway. you just do a stand-in. No one will know. Yeah, I'm gonna hire a whole team, a social media of gurus, to go to Starbucks and take photos. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Well, Corey, thank you so much for uh, chatting with us. I, I'm really excited to see what happens to Playboy and um, Playboy.com and everything you guys are working on. Awesome, man. Super yeah. fun. Anytime. Um, yeah, well, we're going to check back in. Don't worry. And I think I want to thank uh, Jameson Bennett for uh, producing this podcast out in New York. He's, as always, staying up extra late for us to do this. And, I, uh, I really love, can I just say I love that guy? He's a good dude. He's awesome. a good dude. He's listening right now. He's like, he's like God. He's always there. Don't tell him I said that because it might get weird. It's too late. He knows. Okay, cool. That's it. Bye-bye. Uh,